morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Wednesday, October 20th. Deliberations continue on San Diego's Climate Action Plan. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Chula Vista police have arrested the husband of a South Bay woman who's been missing since early January. Larry Malete was arrested on Tuesday morning and charged with murdering 39-year-old Maya Malete. Thousands of volunteers turned out for weekly searches organized by Maya's family, including her sister, Mary Chris Drolette. We're still asking the public, please help us bring my sister home. Maya Malete's body has not been found, and the case against her husband is based on circumstantial evidence. Larry Malete is scheduled to be arraigned on Thursday. Federal regulators are working through the approval process this week for Moderna and Johnson & Johnson booster shots. The CDC has already okayed Pfizer boosters for those 65 and older, people with underlying medical conditions, and those working in high-risk settings like healthcare. Kaiser San Diego Assistant Medical Director Dr. William Sang says the vaccines still offer good protection against hospitalization and death, but protection against infection in general is what boosters are targeting. If we prevent ourselves from getting infected, then we're not going to spread it. Depending on federal approvals, Moderna and J&J boosters could soon be available in San Diego by the end of the week. San Diego County supervisors voted 3-2 to two on Tuesday in favor of banning the sale and manufacture of ghost guns. Those are typically homemade guns that don't have serial numbers, making them untraceable. Those who oppose the ordinance say it's a violation of their Second Amendment rights. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Beth Accomando, KPBS arts reporter and host of the Cinema Junkie podcast. I'm also a geeky gourmet who likes to bake food themed to the movies I watch, like chocolate blood to savor with Dracula, or an extra chewy Wookiee cookie to enjoy with Star Wars. I'm geeky about the things I love, and that makes me a public radio geek as well. I love being able to connect with audiences just like you through TV, radio, the web, and podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. So, are you a KPBS geek? If so, then I'm asking you to get in touch with your inner nerd and become a member of KPBS today. Just go to kpbs.org and click the blue Give Now button and make a donation. That's right. Let's geek out together about the things we love. San Diego County is moving closer to getting a workable climate action plan that stands up to legal scrutiny. The plan will be reviewed again today at the County Board of Supervisors meeting, and it could determine how the county will grow. KPBS's environment reporter Eric Anderson has more. J.P. Thaburge stands next to the West Valley Parkway by the Escondido Transit Center. We have uh, a brewery, brew pub over here. We have uh, a bunch of retail down that way, all within walking distance. We have a supermarket, we have fast food, we have restaurants. But the focal point for Thaburge is the new apartment complex across the street from the Transit Center. He says it's the kind of development urban planners talk about 
when they discuss smart growth, the idea that clustering housing and services is the way to plan for the future. On the same footprint that you might have like three or four homes, because this is actually not even that big a, a, a lot, you can have 250 units. People who do live here, you know, they, they're not paying rock bottom prices. These are nice units, they're luxury units. It is exactly the opposite of the kind of housing development major builders have spent a lot of money pushing for in San Diego County. Sprawling backcountry housing tracks that plop homes into rural parts of the county would add huge numbers of vehicle trips to local roadways. That hurts state-mandated efforts to reduce carbon emissions because cars and trucks are the biggest source of greenhouse gases. That's why urban developments like the one in Escondido are exactly what environmentally conscious planners see as the future. More of this means less driving, less pollution locally, and also less uh, contribution to greenhouse gases, which is what uh, the state is desperately trying to get every jurisdiction to do. San Diego County is hoping to be carbon neutral before the state requires it in 2045. That's where the County Climate Action Plan can play a key role. That planning document will draw the roadmap that will help the county grow and reduce the amount of greenhouse gases that are emitted. San Diego County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher says the county has famously tried to do the bare minimum when it comes to building a climate action plan. He says the current board is changing that. And given the number of times that the courts have thrown it out, I think it's really important we get it right. The climate action plan is just one part of a regional strategy aimed at charting the county's future. The document will have to work with the San Diego County general plan changes, housing forecasts set by the San Diego Association of Governments, and include San Diego County plans to reduce the number of vehicle miles traveled on local roads. Fletcher says carving out a legally defensible plan takes effort. So we're doing the really hard, difficult, gritty work uh, of putting these pieces together uh, so that we can both meet our region's housing need and we can meet the environmental obligations we have. Wednesday's meeting is the second time staff has updated supervisors on the Climate Action Plan. That's a change from the past, but Fletcher concedes the process still takes time. We don't expect to complete our climate action plan until sometime in probably 2024, uh, but we are working diligently to get it in place and to lower greenhouse gas emissions uh, and do our part to tackle climate change. We have to make sure at every level of government we're taking unprecedented action as fast as possible. Noah Harris works for the San Diego Climate Action Campaign. He's not encouraged by the long timeline, but he is pleased the county is talking about a commitment to decarbonize the region. And Harris says that's good for San Diego residents who usually feel the impact of bad planning. The climate crisis and environmental injustices have and will impact low-income communities and communities of color first and worst. So the county should prioritize all of those climate action investments in those historically underinvested communities. County staff included residents, environmentalists, and developers in the planning process. Harris says it's better to have disagreements worked out in a planning room than in a courtroom. After you know several years of fighting for a legally defensible climate action plan at the county, I'm optimistic, but we still need to keep pushing. County staff will continue working with hopes of having a finished plan in place by 2024. And that was KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson.
Construction crews have begun work to widen one of San Diego's deadliest streets. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen says that's despite concerns over pedestrian safety. The widening of a block of El Cajon Boulevard in City Heights was approved in 2018. Mayor Todd Gloria's office said recently the project was under review to determine if it's in line with his goals. But as of Tuesday afternoon, his office could not explain why construction had already started. Darnell Williams owns Dojo Cafe on the block in question. With the sidewalk now closed, he fears for pedestrians, especially children and seniors. I don't know what the um, plan was as far as watching out for the pedestrians and really keeping them in mind, but this street is very busy and it's, it's used a lot by the students and a lot of the people of City Heights. And we just don't want to see something tragic happen here. Some residents of Talmadge say the widening is needed to prevent motorists from cutting through neighborhood streets. And that was KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen. Heat-related deaths are on the rise in Imperial County. Advocates in the city of Calexico say the city is not protecting its vulnerable residents, especially those who are unhoused. Source investigative reporter Kate Cicada has more. The downtown bathrooms remain closed, and the city's only cooling center operates on limited hours, a mile from where many experiencing homelessness stay. Ismail Advisu of local organization Calexico Needs Change says that's made a big impact. And the fact that they made it in the community center, which is like blocks away from where people really need it, shows to everyone how much they don't care who they're trying to help. So far this year, Imperial County has confirmed 22 heat-related deaths. It's the second time those deaths have surpassed 10 in the last 15 years. That was iNewsource investigative reporter Kate Cicada. iNewsource is an independently funded nonprofit partner of KPBS. And this story was co-reported by Zoe Myers. A Navy report obtained by the Associated Press on the destruction of the USS Bonham Richard has concluded there were sweeping failures by commanders, crew members, and others that fueled the July 2020 fire at the San Diego Naval Base. KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh has more. The Associated Press is reporting that the massive five-day blaze was preventable and unacceptable. Seaman apprentice Ryan Sawyer Mays was charged with arson in July. According to the AP, the more than 400-page reports list three dozen officers and sailors whose failings either directly led to the ship's loss or contributed to it. The findings in the report detailed widespread lapses in training, coordination, communication, fire preparedness, equipment maintenance, and overall command and control. The report slammed commanders of the amphibious assault ship for poor oversight, adding the main firefighting foam system wasn't used because it hadn't been maintained properly and the crew didn't know how to use it. And that was KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh. School bus routes in the Poway Unified School District have been cut this fall because of a shortage of drivers. An aggressive recruitment effort is now underway, and improved benefits are attracting some candidates to consider a career change. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez has more. 
Sung Lee is the parent of two children in the Poway Unified School District. He is also one of a dozen new trainees at the district's transportation department. Poway Unified is short of more than 40 school bus drivers needed to accommodate every student requiring transportation. Most of them are children with special needs. Lee is clear on why he's put his real estate business on hold to drive a school bus. Make it a fun ride, I guess. You know, a fun and safe ride. It's the first part of their day and the last part of their day. It's important to kind of have that be the face of the school as well. Starting rate of pay is $19.30 an hour with full benefits for the part-time bus driver jobs. Apply at PowayUSD.com. And that was KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez. Coming up, a group called Let Them Breathe has become known nationally for opposing mask mandates in schools, and they've collected thousands of dollars in donations to fund their efforts. More on them next, just after the break. Long ago, when the public square was the only place to share news, events, and happenings, people were drawn to it. Living in community with others was the route to understanding each other and the world around us. The public square has changed dramatically, but our need to learn and understand one another has it. This is Port of Entry. The Parker Edison Project. Listener-supported KPBS Cinema Junkie. Thank you for listening to KPBS Podcasts and for being part of our region's virtual public square, where you learn not only about the headlines of the day, but about culture, music, and the issues that are important to all of us. Help keep the virtual square alive and well. Support podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. Just go to kpbs.org, click the blue Give Now button, and make a donation. And thanks again. A group called Let Them Breathe has become known nationally for its fight against mask mandates and other COVID-19 restrictions in schools. They've collected thousands of dollars in donations to fund their efforts, and now they're targeting vaccine requirements. KPBS's North County reporter Tanya Thorne has more on who is behind the organization that's based in San Diego's North County. Let Them Breathe has become well known for disrupting school board meetings. Its logo, an unmasked and bright smiling face emoji, has popped up in school board meetings and protests across the region. They are fighting to end student mask mandates, testing, and quarantine protocols in schools. They've gained national attention and so far raised more than $150,000 in donations through their GoFundMe. We're a group of over 30,000 parents that are concerned about the effects of uh, masking on their kids' mental health, their physical health, their social development, and also their academic progress. The founder, Sharon McKeeman, lives in North County. Before she found the national spotlight, she was a blogger, artist, and mother. Now with interviews, a radio show, merchandise sales, and lawsuits, Let Them Breathe has become like a full-time job. But McKeeman wouldn't share if she was getting a salary. 
Along with the donations on GoFundMe, McKeeman is raising money for Let Them Breathe by selling merchandise. She says the money will go to her lawsuit against the state to end student mask mandates. And unfortunately, legal action is not cheap. And so to bring these issues before uh, a judge and, and to have them settled in a court instead of just kind of the chaos of public opinion is ex expensive. Let Them Breathe has requested that the state be required to pay their attorney's fees if they win their lawsuit. If they win, McKeeman says she would use the money to fund her next legal battle. On her website, McKeeman describes herself as a quote, author, educator, artist, photographer, and homeschooling mama, which has prompted her opponents to question whether her kids go to school. But McKeeman explains that they do. All my kids are in the public school system. There have been portions of time where they were in a charter. They were still in a publicly funded classroom every week, but they are home with me a couple days a week. So I did learn about homeschooling. KPBS verified that all four of McKeeman's children attend in-person schools in North County. She says masking and restrictions took a mental toll on her kids and has heard the same from parents across the country. Uh, we're hearing from parents with kids who have epilepsy that are hearing impaired, uh, uh, kids that are English language learners and, and they're struggling to, to learn the English language when they can't see their teachers' mouths. Uh, we're hearing about anxiety, depression. McKeeman cites studies that say masks harm children's physical and mental health, but some medical experts question the validity of those studies. Lizette Ma, a family psychologist, says, I have not had one kid in the last 21 months that have said, I am so upset that I have to wear this darn mask. Yes, it's uncomfortable, it's annoying. It's, it's not the issue. The issue is everything else that got stripped from everybody and all the additional stressors that we did. And many parents do want masks and vaccine requirements. Kristen Beer is the admin for Parents for PUSD, a group in Poway who has told school officials they support masks. And letting know that, like, yes, the people outside are loud, um, are intimidating, but there are lots of us out there who appreciate when they make those hard decisions and when they stand up to those people and make the right decisions for the right reasons. Now McKeeman is looking to expand. In July, she filed paperwork with the state to make Let Them Breathe a nonprofit. In response to KPBS's question, she declined to disclose details about its expenses. And she started a new group to fight vaccine mandates in schools. Let Them Choose, that is an initiative from that same community, but it will have a separate, uh, it already has a separate fundraiser for legal action to oppose uh, forced COVID vaccines for students. Last week, the group announced a lawsuit against San Diego Unified for its vaccine mandate. Its GoFundMe has raised more than $33,000 so far. And that was KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne. And that's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day.
KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com.